You're listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. We are five months into this pandemic. More than 150,000 people have died. Genuinely, this is what the science is showing. And granted, you know, initially early on, there was a bit of confusion as to what you needed, what you didn't need. Welcome back to Plan B.SG. We're still with Dr. Paul Tambia. Mm, yep. uh, oh, there was a really passionate sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love Full it. of fast punches. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, we, you don't become such a decorated doctor without really having a passion for medicine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and actually, uh, speaking about decorated mm. doctor, you being a decorated uh, medical practitioner, and uh, I, I understand you had a few... Uh, societies now you you headed another society early on in your career as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you cross into politics? And uh, one would imagine someone having such a good lustrous career may may shy away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your thought processes and how did you cross into that uh, different arena? Mm. Well, I went into politics mainly because of my encounters every day in public mm-hmm. hospitals in Singapore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no doubt about it. Singapore is some of the best uh, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals in the world. They're mm-hmm. really very skillful. Mm-hmm. They're well-trained. They have a lot of good equipment. Mm-hmm. But the frustrating thing is that patients can't get to benefit completely from that oh. because the healthcare financing system is completely messed up. Wow. Oh. You know, it's like we have MediSafe, MediShield, MediFund. We've got Chas Orange. We've got Chas Blue. We've got uh-huh. Chas Green. Uh-huh. And then we've got Pioneer <laughs> Generation. We've got okay. Medica Generation. And uh-huh. then we got Care Shield. Mm. Yeah. You know, we, we used to have a lecture on, on understanding the healthcare financing system, and now nobody wants to take it because it's too complicated. <laughs> nobody can, see. can okay. teach the students about it because mm. it's just mm. nobody understands it. You need a PhD to understand the Singapore healthcare financing system. Okay. Oh. And, and the result of it, when a system is complicated, you mm. know, people slip through the cracks. They talk yes. about slipping through the cracks. Mm. This one's got so many cracks, it's like a sieve, you know. Oh it's my. like you're oh. just fall, falling, everyone is falling through. Wow. Mm. So so that frustrated me. See, mm-hmm. that you've got these really good people trying to do good. Mm-hmm. But then you end up getting frustrated because the system doesn't help you do that. See? Wow. Mm-hmm. So so that's how I did it. And the actual trigger was, um, I'm an infectious disease physician. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time we pe- treat people with infection. You get COVID, you get pneumonia, you get better. Then that's it. Sayonara. I don't have to see you again. Mm-hmm. Patients right. always say, I hope I don't see you in hospital. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's one group of patients we treat long term and that's people mm. with HIV. Mm. Oh. And, and 20 years ago, when I first came back to Singapore after finishing my studies overseas, mm. it was really frustrating because the HIV drugs were not subsidized. Mm. Ah. So, you know, and these drugs actually uh, allow people to live a normal life. How much mm-hmm. it costs? Like, oh, it used to cost like $1,000 a month. Ah, a month. Yo, yeah, oh, a month. I and see. most oh, people my. can't afford it. See, mm. So yeah. what people used to do is they have these so-called buyer's club. You know, there was this movie, Dallas Buyer's Club. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what people used to do. They used to go to Thailand, buy the drugs and come back. I see. Oh. Yeah. And so... Um, is and it still it, happening? It's still happening, but the biggest is change legal? is, is uh, it, you see, legally, you can buy drugs for yourself. Okay. Mm. So, you happen to buy six months of drugs for yourself and then you sell five to your friends. And then ah. next month, you go again. Ah. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. So, so, that's kind of what people used to, like in the movie. Right, know? right. But that's what mm. they used to do in the US in the early days, you see, mm-hmm. in, in Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. But what happened was there's a huge change which occurred last year. Mm-hmm. And they finally put the HIV drugs on the subsidized drug list. Fantastic. Ah, and I so see. after 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. eight, 19 years of activism, and right, it's actually right. a group called Action for AIDS, mm-hmm. which, ah, which I got mm. involved with. Wow. And, and you know, they, it came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like every year we would make this appeal, we think mm-hmm. that it would fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the 19th year, it, oh. it succeeded. So, so you, it only you, happened super recently. It only change. happened just last year. So, the, the, the subsidies for, for the drugs. And 
and they decided to subsidize all the drugs. Wow, yeah. I see. Yeah, not just like, the old drugs, and yeah. You you were actively on a year to year basis appealing. For yeah, this. I was on. I'm one of the ex school members. Professor Roy Chan is the the president. He's been president for a long time, and wow. there's, there's a few others who are involved. Mm-hmm. But there are about four or five of us doctors who are involved with this. Mm-hmm. And so we used to write a letter to, and you know, it's like a joke. So you write the letter, you you expect the form reply from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, thank you for your letter. We are we're considering it, but our efforts to HIV has been prevention. We don't believe in treating it. Mm. You know, the same oh. letter used to come out every year, every year, every year. Then suddenly last year they said, uh, we've decided to make all of the drugs subsidized. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. And I think what made the difference was they realized you see, that when you take the drugs, you're preventing people from getting sick. Because mm. what mm-hmm. HIV does is it weakens your immune system. So you yep. get pneumonia, you get brain infections, mm-hmm. you get all kinds of other infections. Mm-hmm. But if you take the drugs, you can live a normal life. You can control the disease. You can't cure it. Mm-hmm. But it becomes like diabetes or high blood yeah. pressure. And, and I, I see. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I've, I've heard before that some of these drugs, right? Like when yeah. you take it, your viral load goes, da- goes down. Exactly. So you also become incapable of transmitting. Transmitting, exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, really? really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. This yeah. is what they call U equals U. See, uh, at the last World AIDS conference, the, mm-hmm. the message was, mm-hmm. if you're undetectable, it's untransmittable. Mm-hmm. That means if you have no virus, you cannot spread it to anyone else, you see. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they're saying that actually, and again, finally, MOH realizes that mm-hmm. treatment is prevention. So yeah. Mm. That when you treat the guy, mm. then he's not going to spread it to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else would you change about the yeah. healthcare financing system? Oh, yes. well, I, like I said, it's way <laughs> too it's way too complicated. Cancer. Yeah. You know, the other thing, the mm. children's diseases. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw that there's this kid who uh, yeah, needs yeah. a two million dollar drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually three million dollars. Two point eight million. What, what is this? There's a, there's a there's a fundraising going on. Somebody just. Oh yes, yes. It has reached 1.7 million. No, no, no it's, it's gone. Huh? Two, 2 million. Yeah, really? 2.3. Yeah, 2.3. Yeah. But you know, wow. a few months ago, the uh, Jufri knows this family. There was uh-huh. a Malay uh, kid who who they were trying to raise the money for, and he raised like 1. Point something million. Yes. Unfortunately, the kid died. Yeah. You yeah. know, just before the they could get the drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is just unfortunately this is the American system. See? Mm-hmm. It's pure capitalism. Mm-hmm. The drug company decides that this drug is going to save the child's life. Mm. So if they give it, if you give it to the child before the age of two, mm-hmm. you know that means you give it to the child. You usually the, diagnose the children when they're one year old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got about a year to raise the money to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said a child's life, you know, is this child going to live to seventy? It's worth two million dollars. Wow. So I they see. just price it. It's got nothing to do with the cost of manufacturing oh the drug. I see. It's oh. what they think that uh, people are willing to pay. Oh right. And people have been willing to pay. Oh. So it, it's just crazy. And that's not a Singapore problem. That's mm-hmm. a, a US problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a lot of the European countries are struggling because they have, you know, a system where they guarantee uh, free medical care and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, this is not a common condition. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if every year you've got to pay for three or four kids, you know, that's like seven, eight million dollars or mm-hmm. more than that, ten million dollars mm-hmm. that's, that's going yeah. just for, for this treatment. Mm-hmm. Is there a model that's ideal that's happening around the world? Yeah. So yeah. Um, the models that, that we think are, are good, uh, like Taiwan and Australia, Australia. Mm-hmm. What See, about? Australia has a, a Medicare, which is a basic uh, kind of insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's different from the UK. You see, UK system is based on government paying for everything. The, yeah. the National and, Health Service. Yeah, so. Whereas uh, in Australia, it's a compulsory health insurance. Mm. But if you can't afford it, the government will pay for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that is provides the Medicare, which is the basic health care, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right. But on top of that, if you are working in Australia, you also have to buy the additional insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that gives you uh, a slightly higher level of care mm-hmm. uh, and right. so there is because insurance basically is the idea that you know one of my colleagues explained this to me a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, he said why do you buy life insurance it's because you're making a bet 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're making a bet with the insurance company that you will die before the age of 75. <laughs> and he says, this is a win-win, you see. Uh-huh. I see. Because if you die before age 75, you collect the money. Mm. Right. If you don't die before age 75, you're 75 years old and you're happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so in yeah. a way, he says, that's what, that's what insurance <laughs> is all about. Yeah. See? So, so that's, where, that's what I think uh, health insurance has to be. See? It has mm. to be a win-win. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the company, you know, benefits and you mm. benefit as well. Mm. And mm. it's the, the whole idea of risk pooling. That you get, a, you know, this childhood disease is rare. Right. You know, one one in, uh, I think it's like 20,000 or 30,000. Mm-hmm. But still, that means there's at least one or two every year in Singapore. So. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you if you don't mind me just sharing. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I feel the same way in in, in some regards, with right. regards to how the healthcare system is. Like, right. uh, mm-hmm. I, I've gone through the whole uh, public hospitals route and right. uh, I also go to, to private hospitals right. quite frequently. And uh, like one of my doctors uh, is not too well. So right. we've gone to public hospitals a few times. And right. sometimes it gets frustrating because right. uh, you go and then you get the results one month later. And yeah. then you you go for some therapy one month later. And mm. then by the mm. time you even are coming close to anything, uh, it it may be just too late. Right. But yeah. like for example, today I went to one a very expensive private hospital. Right. I saw the a doctor at 9 a.m. and right. then I went for all the tests and 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 uh, x-rays and whatnot. And then we went back to the doctor and by 11.30, I had all the results. Everything, Everything was out. But exactly. of course, I paid through my teeth. That's right. But so, um, I mean, I'm, thank, I'm thankful to God that I can afford it. Right. But there's, there's like a great difference in the quality of healthcare. So... Yeah, actually, it's not so much the quality. It's uh, there is this thing called the iron triangle of healthcare. Okay. okay. See, there are three mm. things. There's mm-hmm. excellence. Mm-hmm. There's efficiency, mm-hmm. and there's equity. Okay. Mm. And, and the bottom line is, you cannot have all three. Okay. You can only have two of the three. Okay. Ah. So in Singaporean terms, it's cheaper, better, faster. Yeah. <laughs> you can either be cheaper and better, mm-hmm. or you can be cheaper and faster, mm-hmm. or you can right. be better and faster. You cannot uh-huh. be cheaper, better, and faster. Ah. Okay. So in every country, they have to make a decision which they want. Mm. So in the UK, for example, they mm. have excellence and they have equity. Mm-hmm. You know, UK has some very good doctors. They have but it's very inefficient. Uh-huh. Yeah. You go to the National Health Service, you get world-class treatment. Uh-huh. You know, anybody can go in. Uh, my sister lives in the UK. I went uh-huh. with her to a clinic once. Uh-huh. Very good. The nurse saw her, everything was done. Uh-huh. At the end of it, I said, uh, where do we pay? Uh-huh. And she looked at me. The nurse looked at me. There's no cash register. There's wow. no billing anywhere. Wow. Serious? Yeah, but, but she had to wait for the appointment. Yeah. Yeah. You have to wait a few weeks. Uh-huh. So in UK, they value equity and excellence, uh-huh. but they, they don't value efficiency that much. I see. US is the opposite. Okay. See, in the US, it's super excellent. You know, you have all the latest high-tech and all that. Mm, mm. Um, and they have uh, efficiency. You go mm, into right. a US hotel, fantastic. Everything chop, 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 chop. Mm. But there's no equity. There were 40 million people uninsured by, at the time of Obama, I see. Oh. Now it's gone down to 30 million. And they keep trying to, to hammer down the, the thing. Mm-hmm. So the values in the US are excellence mm-hmm. and efficiency. Right. But not equity. Mm. I know so this would be you, very cliche. Mm, uh, like yeah. uh, in, the, in the case we have to adopt something of, uh, of that uh, model, mm. then the question will be, who pays? Right. <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> I, actually, I mean, so so in, in your views, right? Like yeah. the Singapore one, which of the two did we choose? Yeah, you see, unfortunately, mm. we started off with the UK system. Yeah. Mm. You know, when I was a kid, uh, it was $1 to go to a polyclinic. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, seriously. This was so, when? The OPD, 1970s. Wow. Uh-huh. You, know, you go to, the, 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 the beginning of the end was 1985, mm. okay. when they started restructuring the healthcare system. Oh, so, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so you kind of know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. At that time, you pay $5 a day in a, in a hospital, uh-huh. you know, mm. and it was, 
it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, the doctors and nurses were pretty dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was equity, mm-hmm. but there was it was not so efficient. You mm-hmm. know what right, I mean? You right, waited right. for things like that and stuff I like see. that. Mm-hmm. So we started with that. Then all of a sudden, 85, and then, you know, all these management consultants came in from the US and mm-hmm. uh, giving us all ah. kinds of advice. Then we tried to move towards the, the US system. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, this is why I tell friends who come over, Singapore mm-hmm. seems intent on mm-hmm. repeating every mistake of US healthcare of the last 20 uh, years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, so we are uh, moving towards efficiency yeah. and excellence. Mm-hmm. And what is getting sacrificed is equity. So, right. so they have this uh, safety net. And that's why they have to put in all these schemes to see MediShield, mm-hmm. like, Cash Shield, like, uh, mm-hmm. right, and right, all right, that right. to try and plug the holes. Mm-hmm. But it's like putting a finger in the dike. Mm-hmm. So should we should we adopt something like Australia? Then? That's what I'm thinking. And in uh-huh. fact, that's what the SDP healthcare plan is. It's different from the Australian plan because mm-hmm. the Australian plan is is based on a certain kind of level. And uh, actually, the Australian doctors live very well. Mm. You know, uh, they 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 are taken care of pretty 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 well in the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the countries where Singaporean doctors like to migrate to oh. because they they have good quality of life <laughs> as well. Really. Ah, wow. and, and I think mm, some of that is a bit excessive. Mm. <laughs> But, um, you know, what we have to do is to, to try and build on what we used to have. Mm. See? And, and the strengths of Singapore, which mm-hmm. is that it's a small, compact place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also this, we have a lot of GPs. Mm-hmm. You know, every HDB block has got a GP downstairs. Yeah, that's right. True. But the GPs, you know, you go to an HDB block, right? You see, go around the car park, you see there's five clinics. Mm. Three of them will be nobody there. Mm. One of them, people lining up outside. Yes, mm. yes. You know, that's the Singapore mentality, right? You go yeah, to Hawker yeah. Centre, everybody uh-huh. joins the longest queue. Yes, you know? yeah. And so what are these three guys doing? They're doing Botox, right? They're doing oh. aesthetic oh. procedures, mm-hmm. which is such a waste. Mm. You know, you spend so much time training the guy. The guy went into medicine because he wants to help people. Mm. And then he ends up doing Botox for people. Mm. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, because... I mean, clearly you, you, you value equity quite, quite right, highly, I do. right? Mm, yeah. And I mean, because as, as you identified earlier, you are a socialist Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Socialist yeah. Democrat. So uh. um, my, my question actually, this leads us nicely into question seven, mm-hmm. which is um, the, the different opposition parties in Singapore. I suppose that they stand for different things, right? Yes. Um, but like from my own kind of naive mm-hmm. uh, understanding of things, right? Like in, in Singapore, you know, you have one pretty big opposition party and then you have like a few smaller ones. Mm. Why not pull everything together mm. and then in that sense, like have have a, a bigger stick at the table? Yeah, and I think the the answer is actually in, in what you said. See, mm. is that we have different opposition parties and mm. we're at different ends of the spectrum. Mm. Mm. So so again, as I said, you know, I'm a democratic socialist and, mm-hmm. and the party that, that clicks most with my sort of way of thinking is the SDP. Mm-hmm. I see. Because the SDP is very clearly identified, you know, with certain causes. You see? Right. Uh, education, housing, healthcare, these these are public goods mm. and they should not be treated like commodities to be bid bidded on or they should not be you know just because your parents are rich it means you get better healthcare better housing yeah. better mm-hmm. so on and so mm-hmm. forth you mm-hmm. see there's a more redistributive kind of kind of nature of that mm-hmm. so so the different parties have, have got different different kind of views right and and that has been the major limitation mm-hmm. you know people ask me you see oh I'm glad you went into politics but you joined the wrong party you see uh-huh. oh, they say that they do they say it all the time <laughs> <laughs> why I have no idea idea they say oh you know you, you can't be elected uh, and because uh, SDP is too extreme I said no mm. la, look you know there's uh. always a place for, for, for a spectrum of views in, mm-hmm. in, in the spectrum and unfortunately Singapore is a first past the post system I see. Mm-hmm. 
if we had proportional representation, you know, mm. then the PAP would be 60% of parliament. Mm. Uh, we would be like, you know, 10% and WP ah. would be like 20 something percent. Mm. So it'd be more representative of the of the actual voting public and how they viewed it. Mm. Ah. But you see, it, and I tell them, look, I'm not hard up to be an MP. If mm. I was hard up to be an MP, I'd join the PAP. You know? <laughs> 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 the, chances of, the chances of getting elected are much higher there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but this, that's real. What? That's yeah. true. What? Okay, <laughs> that, okay but, but on that note then, why, mm. why didn't you consider that as an approach? Like joining the incumbent mm, and mm, then... Mm. Changing like, from ma- the inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. change from within. Yeah. You know, I, I know so many people who, who have this idea see, uh, that mm. you can change from the inside. Mm. And, and the analogy I use is PAP is like a huge ship. You know, mm, mm. it's a giant ship. You okay. go there with a little sampan and you try and change the direction of the. the mm. You know, I have no pretensions. I'm, mm. I'm not some kind of superstar. You know, mm. I'm just one guy joining the the ship, mm-hmm. and ultimately the ship is going to change you. You see, mm. you're not going to change the ship. You see, oh. right. because it's sailing in that direction, and we've seen that in so many people. See, mm. who mm. who try and join the establishment, and you end up being co-opted. You see, mm. uh, and it's 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 hard to do. Yeah, that. I've I've heard of I've heard of this before, la. Yeah, but so on on this note, right, of like the the spectrum of views and right. ideals I suppose that each party stands for right. one thing that I guess as a young person I'm right. very interested in is um, this I don't know if you if you know about this like so on social media you have like in today's social media landscape things like work culture cancer right. culture I mean these are just buzzwords mm. but there is however you want to define it there is something going on okay. in the social media landscape mm. so like for me that is a very interesting thing in terms of um, what our political parties are thinking about this. But I guess also because it's such a new phenomenon, I'm not exactly sure which party really stands for what Mm. on Mm. on this particular issue. Mm. So what are your own personal... I mean, I I don't... Yeah, yeah. social media has actually been the SDP's best friend. Mm. Because uh, without social media, I can Mm. tell you, you know, the uh, to me, what really defines it is um, the the two zero one five election. Okay. You know, before the two zero one five election, I think it was in two zero one four. Um, I was walking around uh, one of Raffles Place or something like that, and I saw mm. Doctor Chi selling his books, yeah. and people across the road on the other side. Mm-hmm. Right, two zero one five election. Mm-hmm. He was standing there in book key signing his books. People waited for one and a half hours you know, wow. to get him to to sign their books. Mm-hmm. And and what made the difference? It was social media. See, mm. the advent of social media. Because before social media, all mm-hmm. they know about Dr. Chi mm-hmm. is what they read in the Straits Times, in the Channel News Asia, and, mm. and, and all the Media Corp and SPH uh, publications, right. mm. which paint him as a madman. You know, in, in 2013, when there was the Pongolese by-election, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, my wife, I brought my wife to have lunch with uh, Dr. Chi. Uh-huh. And after the lunch, you know, we were walking out. First thing she said to me, he's a normal person. Mm. I said, yeah, of course he's a normal person. She said, you read the media, you think he's some psycho. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. So social media allowed us to, to present an un- unfiltered view. See, there was yeah. a lot of conversations with him. There was mm. this thing about him and his family. And, yeah. and it was not just him. See, mm. It's the SDP also. See, So we were able to present our views. We presented our right. policies. Right. Mm. You know, we're not just a bunch of crazy fanatics. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. we are people who have mm. thought through the, the issues. Education, mm. housing, healthcare, mm. population. We even had one of the Malay, uh, Malay community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. and we had a forum. And, and you know, normally you hold a forum... Before social media, nobody knows about it. Yeah, see, because true, it's yeah. never covered on MediaCorp. Mm-hmm. See, whereas if it's on social media, you know, it goes on Facebook mm-hmm. and then people repost it, then, yeah. then it, it gets around. Yeah. Wow. But unfortunately, I mean, like, so I, I hear what you're saying about right. social media, I guess, like when it first came up, right? Because mm-hmm. it was kind of like the grand opening of Correct. that 
that yeah. land space okay. uh, for everybody to have equal access to. Right. Yeah. But nowadays, it's kind of turning into something where people are self-censoring a lot more because right. of social media, because of the norms that have evolved right. around mm-hmm. it. And I feel like that's actually kind of counter to the spirit of that openness. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just the messiness before we we hit mm. a, 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 a sort of normalization or I see. balance. Right. And, and you know, social media is just a technology. Mm. It's just mm-hmm. like the printing press, you know. Mm. Before yeah, yeah. the printing press, you know, people had to hand copy books. Yeah. And oh. most people are illiterate. Mm. So you yeah. depend on what the priest tells you, you know, yeah. or, the, or the king tells you. you see? True. Yes, so yeah. your your level of knowledge is very low. Mm. But when the printing press came out, all of a sudden, you know, a, a document gets circulated, people pass it around. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. and, and all of a sudden, you know, that's what changed Europe. Because mm. uh, when the, the printing press in Germany, mm-hmm. they had the printing press in China for a long time, but it, it never really took off. Mm. But in, in Europe, when it came out, all of a sudden you had the Enlightenment, the, mm. you know, and, and the scientific revolution. And right. a lot of those things happened because of that. Uh-huh. There was messiness. Of course, there were crazy people coming out <laughs> yeah. at the time. Mm. So I think we are going through that period. You see? Mm. So the social media is like five, six years old, you know, less yeah. than 10 years old, sort yeah. of really mm-hmm. in its takeoff. Mm-hmm. And so now there is this messiness. Mm-hmm. But you find that the crazies sort of slowly, you know, will die out. And, and because, <laughs> we will so, I think so. This I think is... they, will, they will plateau because… Yeah. You know, ultimately, um, like even Trump, mm. you know, mm. you know, Trump had, he was a social media genius, <laughs> right? Mm. You know, In a way, yes. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 I mean, his, everybody knows, you're fired. His catchphrase, he, mm. he right, was right. basically a reality TV star. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and so he caught the moment. Mm-hmm. But once he's put in a situation where he has to prove himself, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing just falls apart. Yeah. Know, and people <laughs> realize that there, there's no no substance in that. So. Yeah. We yeah. have one more question before sure. we take a right. break. You, mm. you might want to ask it. No, oh, no, what, what are your thoughts, uh, Doctor, about the yeah. recent spate of like xenophobic events, right. you know, pages mm. calling out uh, yeah. racism. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, this is actually a long discussion. In fact, um, yeah. You know, we're talking about the different spectrum spectrums of racism being called out. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts about what's happening in this social media landscape mm-hmm. with all uh, these things that's happening? Yeah, I've got two thoughts on that. See, mm-hmm. uh, the first thought is a straight out one. You see, which is I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, just like the SDP, you know, mm-hmm. we're not the only uh, sort of uh, oppressed minority as such. You see, mm-hmm. in that social media has given people a chance to speak up. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and this has allowed people who are previously silenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, people yeah. who were hidden communities. Mm-hmm. In fact, going back to the pandemic, mm-hmm. see what the pandemic has done is revealed hidden communities in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Last year it was the migrant workers in dormitory. I yeah. see. This year, the beginning of the year was the elderly cleaners. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it was the KTV hostesses and what goes <laughs> oh, on yeah, the See, yeah, Most yeah. people have no idea that these people exist. You know? mm. yep, yep, yep. Uh, but this is a whole ecosystem that's going on. Yep. So what this social media has done is unmasked a lot of these things. You see, mm. previously teachers used to get away with saying things that, you know, now after the Neon Poly thing, yeah. that you, mm. can't, yeah. you cannot get away with anymore. See? Yeah. Yeah. I see. And I think that's a good thing. You know, that mm-hmm. that in itself is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the other part of it is the cynical, cynical part of me, see, which mm. is that these, this occurred at a time when there was a lot of unhappiness about the free trade agreements. Mm. I see. see? Yep. And, and I wonder, you know, whether part of it was being encouraged to try and portray the people who are against free trade agreements as racist. Mm. Mm. Which I think is very unfair. Mm. You see, Because free trade agreements, you know, in general, all over the world, uh, people recognize... In fact, that's part of the thing about Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't get people to vote for him just because he was a reality TV star. But people in middle America, they lost their jobs. Uh-huh. And they perceived that they were losing their jobs because America is moving all their factories to Mexico and to all, all parts of the right. world. See? Right. So people who had steady jobs in, in, they called it the Rust Belt. You know, In fact, mm. that's where I trained 
in in University of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. University of Chicago, mm-hmm. the Midwestern states. Mm-hmm. You know, you drive through certain parts of that. I I drove once through Gary, Indiana, which is where uh, Michael Jackson's family came from. Mm. It was wow. devastated. It's full of empty factories and yeah. empty yeah. empty steel mills and places like that. Mm-hmm. So the families there were stuck. You know, there's nothing. I see. So is. so those are the people who who gravitated to yep. to to this guy Trump. Mm. You see, mm. and, and they tended to blame the. The, the so-called elites, you see, uh-huh. who they said, you know, these guys sitting in Wall Street, they, mm. they don't care about us. They just move the factory where it's cheaper, you see. Mm. So, so the same thing is happening to, to a lot of people in Singapore. See? They're, see. they're seeing their jobs move out of the, the picture. Mm-hmm. And instead of blaming the, the guys on top, because they, they tend to blame the, you know, the person who's coming in. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's crazy because the person coming in is exploited. Mm. And it's you should blame the system rather than mm. blame the the individual, mm. but but that's unfortunately the way it is. What what, what do you think would be the solution to that then? Yeah, I think these these agreements need. I mean, trade has got value, of course. You cannot yeah, just yeah. shut yourself up. You cannot be like yeah. North Korea, mm. but it has to be fair trade. You know, mm, and this is again what the democratic socialists all over yeah, the world yeah. are talking about. See, mm. Where, you know, the first WTO meeting way back in Seattle. Mm-hmm. See, free trade is one thing, but free trade, the way it's being portrayed right now all mm-hmm. over the world mm-hmm. is for the benefit of corporations mm. you see it tends mm. to be for the benefit of corporations there's some big changes you know the idea now this cop- minimum corporate income tax of 15% because yep. currently what a lot of the big corporations they're based in Cayman Islands or mm. Bermuda so they, they pay hardly any tax at all yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean look at these billionaires they, they've got nothing to do with their money except go into space for 15 minutes you know yeah, which yeah, is just yeah, insane yeah. when mm. the workers in Amazon you know they're they they living a terrible life mm. some of them can't even get toilet breaks and things like that Mm-hmm. So, so I think um, you know the approach has to be open discussion. There has to be uh, understanding, and you have to empower the the, the guy on the ground. Mm-hmm. I see. Right. Yep. Well, Doctor, we we'll be taking a short break right sure. now for mm-hmm. the third and final part of the podcast. Right after this, but first, a word from our sponsors on your Plan B dot SG. Welcome back to the show. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends from Bravo Realtors. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at bravorealtors.brs. Yes, you can also contact them at this number. That's 8100-2300. Let me repeat. That's 8100-2300. We are still with Hansrul and also Kama. We're mm. talking about misconceptions surrounding uh, interior design and renovation. Yes. What has yes. that got to do with your line? Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. not... not particularly uh, interior designers or renovation yeah. companies. Mm. But the misconception, <laughs> don't get us wrong, okay? Yeah, 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 okay yeah. The misconception is that uh, if you renovate the house, mm-hmm. uh, you'll surely fetch a higher price. Uh, oh, that's uh, because, um, I don't know, like uh, some people have mentioned that before. Yes. And we have heard uh, even in a sense staging, it helps mm. to... Yes. Get it at a, a better certain price. price. Okay. Mm. Is that true? I mean, okay, staging, yes, because I mean, first impression counts. Okay, yeah. first you know? explain what is staging. <laughs> staging <laughs> is, uh, that means you you hire someone or a company mm. who will just redecorate your house. Yes. Put, put furniture, it, uh, furniture. Put it, uh, yeah. you know, make it, it look, look welcoming. Yes. Yeah. 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 Make it look like a showroom. Yeah. 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 I see, I see. Okay, yeah. I understand. Because not everyone can visualize True, uh, the yes, space. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, so staging is cheaper. It's like uh, in the range of $2,000 plus, ah, wow. 1005 yeah. Right. Mm. Yes. To do a full reno, you're talking of about course. five figures. Yeah. You know? mm. And time as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, as I was saying, um, you know, sometimes when you renovate your house, let's say you hack two rooms to become one. Mm. So, okay. it 
it um, lessens your decreases your pool of buyers mm. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so some of them are not uh, keen yeah keen yeah. on 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 let's say from a f- uh, three bedrooms it becomes two bedrooms some yeah, of okay. them are wants to bring their families right yes and yes. then the cost of um, uh, constructing the wall back up mm. that ha- that has to be uh, considered okay, as well yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. so but if you were selling a house where the mm. person has already done that mm. would you come in and advise that they invest some money to do that rebuilding of the wall case in point like my house Mm. Okay. So we we are we have a four room house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of the rooms we uh hack the walls mm-hmm. so that uh we can have a walk in wardrobe. Mm. Oh. And then the uh the second room mm-hmm. is uh, the size is like halved. Mm. Oh. You know I mean? Okay. Yes. Oh. Yes. So it becomes a smaller room. So okay. that uh do I have to let's say if I want to sell my house. Uh huh. I do it to its old configuration, which is to erect back that wall that I broke. Mm. What do you think? Okay. In, in, in that kind of situation, we will probably, uh, you know, open up for viewing in the beginning. We will mm. see okay. how's the mm. response. Mm. Like. Ah. But what what we're trying to say, the renovation and uh, an original house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, applies to the valuation and the asking price. Mm. I see. Right. Valuation will always be Uh, following the transaction price, mm. it cannot be that even if you renovate your house, maybe hundred thousand mm. level two cannot be the valuation cannot be higher than level three or level four. Right. Ah. Yes. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So w- w- for sucks, this current situation, uh, mm. buyers, if a renovated house, they are willing to pay the COV yeah. again, mm. cash over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But then that's like not fresh renovation. Mm. Yeah. Else, yeah. Reno. Because even valuer also will come and ask, uh, how long was the renovation? Mm. Right. You see, oh, yeah. the first they will definitely compare the transaction around there, and then mm. what level, mm. and then uh, re- uh, renovation not so much lah. Of course, uh, they will just keep asking. Uh, I mean. What 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 the uh, renovation? Uh, how has long was done, it? Has yeah. been done, mm-hmm. uh, and then from there the valuation is still the same, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what It's, this so what this is saying is that basically if you, mm-hmm. in a way like if you plan to sell your house mm-hmm. in the future, mm-hmm. uh, don't spend too much on your renovation. Is it? No, I'm, I'm not trying to see that because uh, out there, right? Uh, I I can't mention any names. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've uh, heard. People who advise not not property agents, ah. right, right? I heard people who advise. Oh, you can do your house. You know, uh, you buy a very cheap house. You renovate two hundred thousand. Now you buy four hundred. Next time you can sell six hundred, seven hundred. It doesn't count like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, because doesn't I I know one of this uh, owner in Woodlands, right? Mm. Bought a jumbo. Okay. okay, renovation is about two hundred plus. Oh, yeah. wow! Okay. Uh, and they they have to pay that uh, renovation. Uh, for five years, renovation mm, yeah, loan is five yeah, years, yeah, right? Yeah. And then uh, they uh, was was told that okay, your house rent out mm. because mm. you can get a few rooms to rent, mm. yeah, right? And then uh, you can go and stay in a condo, mm. right? What happened was neighbor complained. Mm. Oh, right? yeah. So it was illegal. Then mm. everything. So he's back to his own house, mm. and then he's still paying the rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this house is still we need to pay the renovation, which cost two hundred plus k. <laughs> But Doesn't why, mean that why, you do. Why did the neighbor complain? What was wrong? Yeah, because uh, probably I get uh, to hear that the house was made into a showroom. HDB, you can't do that, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, it was made into a 
showroom or show flat something like that. Right, right, right. I see. Right. For the renovation company. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Oh. oh my. So do we okay. renovate or do we not renovate? Of course, when you renovate, <laughs> it's easier to sell and then mm. definitely we will try to get a higher price. Yeah, yeah. I see. Now, I in see, terms right. of uh, valuation, it will still always be the same. It's mm-hmm. just that either the uh, buyer willing to pay more COV mm. or no COV. Mm. Yeah. So I guess also just, yeah, managing more of the uh, expectations. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like don't expect yeah. that just because you pumped in this much yeah, yeah, in yeah. renovation you're, get you're it. definitely yeah. getting it back. You, yeah. you must understand. Uh, I think this one we will touch in some other day topic. Uh, emotional and uh, logic Rational, mm, emotional yeah. versus oh, rational. Yeah, rational. So they yes. have a saying: facts don't care about feelings. If you see right, nice. a yeah. lot of people, a lot of buyers uh-huh. uh, or sellers, they will put emotion. Mm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm. So this emotion will, you know, whatever cloud logic also cloud yeah. their judgment. Yeah. Mm. I see. I see. Actually, if you go back to Zaz's house, right? Like yep. you say he hacked down the walls, right? Yeah. Okay. What we will do. Uh, if we were to market the place, right, yeah. mm-hmm. we will get quotations uh, on how much it costs to mm-hmm. erect it back to to the original plan. Okay. So when we do the presentation for the buyers, yeah. we also mention this to them as well. Oh. Uh, so they have an idea how much mm-hmm. it would cost because uh, sometimes they think it would cost a lot. So at least they have an idea then uh, it, it gives them a, yeah, a sense of call, uh. correct, yes. Uh, then is their call whether they want to do that or they want to just leave it as is. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Right. So for those of you who are tuning in, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just slide them a DM on Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram mm-hmm. and follow them on their respective socials at bravorealtors.brs. Yes, mm. if you have done all of these renovations, don't panic. You can just call them and they'll give you some advice. So you can call them at this number. That's 8100-2300. I repeat, that's 8100-2300. Mm-hmm. We'll see you on the next podcast on your plan.sg. Bye-bye.